it's the middle of July and we're already getting to talk about North Carolina's non-conference basketball schedule. Now the Tar Heels are still in the ACC, but when you hear this thing, you're going to think, did they move to the Big Ten already and I missed something? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, July 18th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can go ahead and subscribe, smash the like button, and leave a comment about what of these games you are very excited for. We are honored to be the only North Carolina daily podcast, so make sure you are with us day in and day out. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn, and we would like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, well, North Carolina put out their 2022-23 non-conference basketball schedule last week, and so we're going to go through it right here in the middle of July. want to give you uh, the schedule, the breakdown of it, as well as my observations, my takeaways, my predictions, and we actually have a little bit of some insight into the ACC portion of the schedule as well, so we'll wind up talking about that. So let me just unpack this schedule for you quickly here. Um, Carolina starts very first game exhibition that is takes place on October 28th. The Tar Heels are going to be playing Johnson C. Smith right there in the Dean Dome. Rolling on through the next four games, all home games, starting the first regular season game is Tuesday, or excuse me, Monday, November 7th. That's against UNC Wilmington. That Friday, 11-11, they will welcome the College of Charleston. The next Tuesday, November 15th, Carolina will take on Gardner-Webb. And then rounding out that little portion of the schedule, the Tar Heels on November 20th, that's a Sunday, will host James Madison in the Dean Smith Center. From there, the Tar Heels will head out to the West Coast to once again participate in the Phil Knight Invitational. You might remember when they were part of PK80 several years ago, and so they will be doing that again. The locations, it will be in the Moda Center, where the Trailblazers play along with Veterans Memorial Center and the University of Portland, um, their basketball arena as well. So those three locations. There are two separate fields for this. There's the Phil Knight Invitational, which the Tar Heels are in, and the Phil Knight Legacy Bracket, which is another eight teams. There are also um, some women's teams participating, including the Lady Tar Heels, and so that's great. For Carolina's bracket, the other teams along with the Tar Heels, this is loaded. Alabama, Iowa State, Michigan State, Oregon, 
Portland, UConn, and Villanova. Wow, that's loaded. The other eight teams also loaded. This is the legacy bracket. Duke, Gonzaga, Florida, Oregon State, Portland State, Purdue, West Virginia, and Xavier. Yikes. So Carolina is guaranteed three games in that tournament, no matter whether they win all three or lose all three, and that will be Thursday, November 24th. Friday, November 25th, and then the final game, they'll rest on Saturday and play again on Sunday, the 27th. Then Carolina comes all the way back home uh, that very next week. They actually might not even come home first because that Wednesday, remember that final game of PK Invitational is Sunday, and then on Wednesday, they head to Bloomington, Indiana for the Big Ten ACC, ACC Big Ten Challenge. They flip the name of it every year, and they will play at Indiana. So that's a quick turnaround. That's going to be rough. Um, the, um, then their uh, next game is into December, December 13th. Carolina will host the Citadel, the final just kind of regular at-home non-conference game. And then that following Saturday, December 17th, Carolina will participate in the CBS Sports Classic. As from what they've released, the location and opponent is not announced. However, we've got insight into that already. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But as always, the teams will be Carolina along with Kentucky, UCLA, and Ohio State. The next Wednesday, December 21st, so getting really close to Christmas here, Carolina will play in the inaugural Jumpman Invitational. This is all schools sponsored by the Jumpman brand, along with Carolina's Florida, Michigan, and Oklahoma. That game is going to be in Charlotte, where the Hornets play. And so that rounds out your entirety of Carolina's non-conference schedule. So let me start diving into some observations just telling you my initial feedback. I, I know you're tuning in because you want to hear, hey, what are these games and what are Isaac's thoughts about it? So let me um, share some of that with you and I'd love to hear your thoughts. What, what are going to be some of the tough spots? Uh, where do you think will be easy? All of that. Let me know in the comments what your thoughts are. All right, let's start just at the very top, the exhibition game against Johnson C. Smith. This is a really cool thing Coach Hubert Davis is doing. Johnson C. Smith is a traditionally HBCU school in Charlotte, Historically Black Colleges and Universities is what that stands for. And so Carolina will host them, uh, a D2 school, get a little bit of a tune-up um, before they have their first regular season game just a little bit um, later on November 7th against UNC Wilmington. Now, you might or might not be aware that teams are allowed to play two exhibition games or one exhibition game and one of these quote-unquote secret scrimmages. And we see by the fact that there's only one exhibition game on the schedule that the Tar Heels are in fact planning then to play a secret scrimmage, which those for a while had been quite secret. You really didn't hear much except just leaks out of that, um, of maybe who they were playing and where it was. Now, traditionally, we, we learn who it is, when it is, and um, usually even Carolina now will actually put out some stats um, from that secret scrimmage, although it's not typically just a standard 40-minute game. They'll do some various things, and so uh, we will hear more about that as the time draws near. 
Next thing I want to look at is to just keep in mind the schedule keeps getting earlier and earlier in terms of when uh, the, the first regular season game is. For a long time, it had been late November, usually around um, one of the multi-team events, MTEs we call them, around Thanksgiving week. Uh, that's no longer the case. As you heard me said, uh, say the first regular season game is November 7th. Again, that's against UNC Wilmington. When you look back through recent history, uh, that's earlier than last year, which was November 9th. The, the year immediately following COVID, so the 2020-21 season, that, that season was delayed, and so Carolina's first game was November 25th. But before that, in the 18-19 and 19-20 season, Carolina started actually on November 6th. And so that's the two earliest starts, uh, at least dating back through the Roy Williams era. Um, typically, it's been in the, in the double digits, like the teens, although going back a little bit further, they started on November 8th and 9th. And so this, November 7th, will actually be the second earliest start in recent uh, history for the Tar Heels. Another thing you might have noticed as you look at the schedule is there is a big gap from November 30th when Carolina has that crazy stretch of playing at the Phil Knight Invitational going probably straight to Bloomington. And then there's a gap from they play that game November 30th and not again until December 13th. So essentially two weeks off there. And the reason you see that, and you might recall that in past years, They've, uh, the ACC, because it is expanded now to 20 games uh, in the ACC schedule, typically the teams are playing one ACC game in early December. Um, everybody but one team, because there are 15 teams, so somebody's obviously um, going to get left out of that. I believe last year it was Duke. This will be the third time that Carolina has played an early December ACC matchup. Uh, the first time was the season that ended with COVID, so the 2019-20 season. That was the year the ACC Network launched. So Carolina actually, is, you might recall, their first game that season, the very first regular season game, was an ACC game. They hosted Notre Dame. But then in early December, they went to Virginia, lost. And then the next season, because of all the COVID stuff um, and not starting till November 25th, didn't have anything. But then last year, um, went to Georgia Tech and won there in the uh, first ACC game in the first week of December. Uh, you might recall that was the game that was on a Sunday where nobody got to see the beginning of the game because of the F1 race that had been delayed. That was a whole crazy thing. So anyway, this year will be the third time Carolina has, ha I mean, they've not officially announced this is happening, but that's why that gap is in the schedule there. And you would think because the last two times uh, Carolina has gone to Virginia and gone to Georgia Tech, so you would imagine the Tar Heels will actually host somebody this year. And then the week after that, the reason there's that two-week gap is because that'll be finals week for the Tar Heels, and so they'll have a week off to finish off the semester and take all their exams. Well, we're going to talk about all these multi-team events, and I'd like to give you my predictions for the non-conference schedule. Oh, man. Tariel's going to go undefeated. We will have to wait and see my thoughts in just a second, right after I tell you more about LinkedIn. As the sun comes out this summer and small businesses are back in action, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. So create this free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple 
uh, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people for you. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly narrow it down and prioritize who you want to interview and ultimately hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? Starting today, July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available today on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, friends, so there are so many of these MTEs, these multi-team events that Carolina is participating in. That's why you see in the schedule, there are only five just standalone regular season non-conference games. Pretty crazy. So first off is the PKI. Again, that's November 24th, 25th, and 27th uh, with this loaded field. Crazy there. And then while it's a standalone game for Carolina, we call it a multi-team event because it's the ACC Big Ten Challenge with uh, 14 of the ACC schools and all of the Big Ten schools involved in that. The, the team left out for the ACC is NC State. And then the CBS Sports Classic. Now, when I was talking to you about it, I said that it's not been reported, at least by Carolina, in when they put out their schedule, where this event will be and who the Tar Heels were playing. However, Jeff Goodman, Jeff Goodman, excuse me, not Jeff Gordon, that's the racer. Jeff Goodman has reported that this event's going to be at Madison Square Garden, which is super cool, right there smack dab in the middle of Manhattan and that Carolina will be playing Ohio State, and that, that means UCLA and Kentucky will play as well. Now, similarly, Carolina hasn't said who uh, officially who they will play in the Jumpman Invitational. However, John Rothstein has um, reported from sources that the Tar Heels will play Michigan, which means that Florida and Oklahoma are going to play. And so uh, all sorts of Big Ten schools there, Indiana, um, Ohio State and Michigan. Now you might notice one of the one of the things that Roy Williams famously did was play true road games in the non-conference schedule. Some of them um, big time, some of them schools like Wofford or uh, College of Charleston, things like that. This schedule has no true road games in the non-conference outside of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is obviously a true road game at Indiana. I just mean in terms of chosen true road games. Now, um, to be fair, again, because the ACC schedule has so many games, 20, and because of these four MTEs, you just don't have much room. Again, it's only five standalone games that Carolina is choosing outside of the MTEs and the ACC. And so it's just difficult. And you want to make sure, even though it's an experienced team, that they uh, get what they need. You want to be sure to have opportunities to build your depth. And that's what Coach Davis needs. Um, it's It's been a long time. Outside of the COVID, the immediate post-COVID year, 2020-21, it's been a long, long time since Carolina didn't 
um, voluntarily schedule a true non-conference road game. And so uh, a little bit different for the Tar Heels this year. Now, as I said in the cold open, there's a whole bunch of Big Ten schools. Again, going to Indiana, will play, again, reportedly Ohio State in the CBS game. And then again, reportedly will play Michigan in the Jumpman Invitational. And when you look at the Phil Knight Invitational bracket, you notice there's also um, Michigan State. And so they could play a fourth Big Ten school there. That would be absolutely crazy. And so um, if, if you're looking for single game tickets that are affordable, you've just got the exhibition game. You've got those four starting um, non-conference games at the beginning of the regular season and then the Citadel uh, a little bit later in December there. And so those are just your five um, one-offs. So make sure you take that opportunity there. Now, when we're starting to make predictions, I, I wanna look at some of the bumps in the road. I don't think Car Carolina shouldn't, should not, should is, is a big word, but lose any of those one-off games we're talking about. So that's the initial four games, UNC Wilmington, Charleston, um, Gardner-Webb, and James Madison, nor against the Citadel. They should win all five of those games. Um, but in terms of bumps in the road, I think Indiana is the biggest, like, Watch out for this game, um, both because you might recall how difficult it was for the Tar Heels last time they went into Assembly Hall, but also immediately coming off of the Phil Knight Invitational, traveling to the West Coast, traveling back from the West Coast, maybe going back to Chapel Hill, maybe flying straight to Indiana, coming off of three super difficult games, unless they just happen to draw Portland, Portland, excuse me, as they did last time. And so, uh, to me, that's the biggest bump in the road, the biggest difficulty in the non-con schedule is that game at Indiana. What about the first loss? When when I look at um, the non-conference schedule, remember, it's so incredibly difficult to go undefeated in college basketball. Like, it just doesn't happen, even with the best of teams, like the t this team that has all the experience it does. And so when we look at the, the Phil Knight Invitational and what a loaded field it is, I feel like Carolina will probably go two and one. Obviously, we don't know who they're playing yet or who the second or third game will be. Um, but just given the nature of that high level competition, you would think the Tar Heels will probably take on a loss at some point that weekend. Somebody's got to go three and oh, and you would love for it to be the Tar Heels, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Carolina, as I look at those eight teams, should be the most experienced and deep and talented team in that field, but you gotta go out and win the game on the floor. And so um, if Carolina goes three and zero in that, I would say that their first loss would be at Indiana. It'll be in one of those two environments. And then the final thing I wanna look at uh, in terms of predictions is the question, how many losses will Carolina have in the non-conference schedule? And I'll just say that for me, the number is two. I think, if I'm having to choose what it is, it'll be one of the Phil Knight games and the game at Indiana. That's just such a difficult environment to go win in, no matter how good the Tar Heels are. Indiana's going to be a top 25 team, and, and you think that would be a little bit of trouble. Now, as far as the other games, I think that Carolina, again, will win those five games we just talked about, the standalones. 
I think they will beat Ohio State in the CBS Sports Classic. They should beat Ohio State, I'll say it that way. And they should beat Michigan in the Jumpman Invitational. Again, that's in Charlotte at the Hornets Arena, very close to home. Carolina beat Michigan last year in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, the Wolverines do get Hunter Dickinson back, just like Carolina gets Baycott back. But still, Carolina should win that game. And I'm going to say they'll win two Phil Knight Invitational games. So that means coming out of the non-conference portion of the schedule, I'm predicting Carolina to be 9-2. and two. That, Now, they will have actually played 12 games, but keep in mind one of those will be an ACC game. So I'm just strictly talking about non-conference games prior to the main chunk of the ACC schedule. I'm saying the Tar Heels will be 9-2. Let's say they win that ACC game, and so Carolina will be 10-2 heading into the ACC main portion of the schedule. Now, as to that, Carolina has only released the non-conference schedule, but we actually already have a lot of knowledge and insight about the ACC games, who they'll be playing, and so I'm going to unpack that for you in just a minute after I tell you about our friends at Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, which is at the All-Star break. In fact, today is the home run derby. My man Acuna, he's going to do it. Probably not. It'll be Pete Alonzo again, all you Mets fans out there. Ugh. <laughs> but BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the best spot for all of your podcasts and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. Okay, so the ACC portion of the schedule. The games have not been released in terms of when when they will be, the dates, or specifically the order of them. However, we do know all 20 of Carolina's games, um, whether they will be home and away, and who those are. In early 2019, the ACC actually released this three-year cycle of conference opponents. So you knew who you would be playing and where each year for 2019-20, 2021-20, and last season, 21-22. Um, again, you didn't know uh, the order of it or, or the dates or anything like that, but you knew your opponents. Now, the ACC renewed that same three-year cycle, and so that's going to start all over again with the same opponent breakdown this season, 2022-23, and then that'll go through the 23, 24, and 24, 25 season as well. So here's the way it works. There are 14 other schools in the ACC. And so you are given two primary rivals that you play home and home against every season. Meaning Carolina has two opponents who they play in Chapel Hill and at their place every year. And as you would imagine, if you didn't know already, that's Duke and NC State. So every year, without fail, Carolina will play in Raleigh, in Durham, and in Chapel Hill, both of those opponents. Now, that leaves 12 other ACC schools, which are broken up into three groups of four. One will be home and home this year, one will be home only this year, and one will be away only this year. But then, in the course of that three-year cycle, the non-primary rival schools uh, take a turn in each one of those three groups. So again, Duke and NC State every year, Chapel Hill and Durham or Raleigh, 
respectively. But then the other 12 rotates through each of those. And so, for example, Carolina will play Pittsburgh um, in Chapel Hill and in Pittsburgh one year, in Pittsburgh only one year, and in Chapel Hill only one year. So here are those matchups for this season. Outside of Duke and NC State, the other four opponents that Carolina will play home and home are Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Virginia, and Wake Forest. In terms of the four home-only schools, so these are the teams that Carolina will only play in the Smith Center, that's Boston College, Clemson, Georgia Tech, and Miami. And then the away-only games are Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. So just a couple observations from me about this uh, portion of the schedule for the upcoming season. Uh, the biggest thing that jumps out to me right away is those away only opponents. Again, that's Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. That is a tough away only schedule because you don't go get any of those four back in the Deem Dome this year. And you would imagine those are all top half of the ACC schools. Uh, when you look at those four, probably Syracuse or Louisville is the, the easiest away only. It's not going to be Virginia Tech or Florida State. Plus, those are both very difficult places to play anyway. And so the fact that those are your easiest games, that's saying something. I'm going to say Syracuse just because Carolina typically plays really well against Orange's zone. And so I'm going to say that will be the easiest of those four away only opponents. Now, the nice thing, but also kind of the disappointing thing, is that the, the home-only opponents are a little bit easier. Boston College, Georgia Tech, Clemson, who you've lost to literally once ever at home, and then Miami. That'll be clearly the toughest, or should be, I say, the toughest of those four home-only games. You'd love to be able to flip that and get um, Boston College... Um, Clemson, Georgia Tech, and Miami as away-only opponents, or at least split in half. Man, that, that away-only schedule is tough. Not looking forward to that. In terms of the home-and-home home teams outside of, again, NC State and Duke, it's nice that you get to play Pitt twice, and it's nice that you get to play Wake Forest twice. Um, Notre Dame and Virginia are the other two teams that you play twice. Really curious to see what they both have. Does does Tony Bennett get his squad back to a typical Tony Bennett squad this year? Or are they kind of, eh, again. Now keep in mind, the, the Hubert Davis type team looks a lot better against Virginia than a Roy Williams type team did. And so maybe in some ways you look forward to playing Virginia twice and just shooting the lights out against them. And we'll have to wait and see on Notre Dame. Mike Bray's teams are a bit up and down. One thing we do know for sure about um, when and where and order is that, remember, Carolina played at Duke to end the regular season last year. How could you forget that, right? Hashtag ruin a retirement party. So that means senior day this year, the final regular season game, senior night will be in Chapel Hill in the Smith Center, and that will be on Saturday, March 4th. We know that because we already know the dates of the ACC tournament for next year, which is March 7th through 11th. So go ahead and mark that on your calendars as well. Saturday, March 4th, Carolina hosting Duke to end the regular season, senior night for, um, man, some big-time Tar Heels. That's going to be crazy. Boy, so fun to get to look at this schedule and what all it's going to hold for Carolina. Can't wait to see the actual dates of the ACC schedule. But, uh, man, looking forward to great opportunities to win some big-time games all season long. 
That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Uh, it's been great to start into a new week together. This week on the show, we're going to get to unpack Puff Johnson in our summer preview series. Cannot wait to talk about him. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch today. Hopefully you've had a great time diving in. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show wherever you listen or watch. For those of you watching, smash the like button, leave a comment on your thoughts on the schedule. You can follow me on Twitter at Locked on Isaac, excuse me, at Isaac Shade, or you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Get more on the ACC, in fact, by listening to Locked On ACC as your second listen today. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of the ACC shows take you across the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Man, I want to thank you again for hanging out with me on your Monday to start this week. Hopefully you'll dive in four more times with me talking about Carolina Tar Heel Athletics. And remember, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!